closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by OrthoCincy, the orthopedic authority. We are back on the sidelines with this absolutely gorgeous weather. It finally feels like um, Reds soccer. We're excited. It's getting us in the mode. Uh, we are on the sidelines this week to talk all things FC Cincinnati. Off to an amazing start. Pat Brennan from the Inquirer. Hi. Hi. It is so good to see you. It's amazing to be. I, this is my first time in this building, by the way. Okay. Beautiful. So you have not been to this new building yet? Not once. Pretty cool, right? It's awesome. Thank you. It's kind of like a big museum here. It, it's like That's like the best way to describe it. It's a lot of rooms. We'll give you a little tour. Totally see After it. we're yeah, done talking. So <laughs> I'm going to toss it over to Linz to start talking about uh, FC Cincinnati and the start to this incredible sure. season. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and Pat Brennan, he is a day one with FC Cincinnati. He's been through all of the stages from day one, and then you get here in 2023. Last year was exciting for FC Cincinnati because you get the playoff win. You go to the postseason. Everything with patience started to pay off with the front office. Then they're off to this hot start right now zero losses and they're a fun exciting team how would you describe the start for fc cincinnati out of this world and everyone thought they were going to be a good team this year uh the start they've had though is uh just not what you don't anticipate a run to open a season like this i think it kind of almost happens by accident in some ways and um now that being said fc cincinnati's also proven to themselves to be really really good they're not just winning, they're beating great teams. Uh, Western Conference leading Seattle Sounders, beating them. Uh, a Houston Dynamo team that has kind of surpassed their own expectations. Uh, FC Cincinnati beat them to open the season. They beat Philly, who even though they've got some other things, some different competitions, distra- other distractions going on, um, and maybe they weren't at full strength this past weekend, Philly's always a tough out, and they got it. They did. So... It's just been, uh, yeah, it's it's like uh, the Tampa Bay Rays in baseball right now. It's just one of these things that it just gets rolling after a while, and uh, there'll be hiccups along the way. But this has been, um, yeah, they're, they're setting themselves up now for uh, maybe even more of a special season than I think some of us thought they would have. And a lot, of us thought, a lot of us thought it would be special. But. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I like this team. I do too. I like them a lot. We had uh, a few of the players in before the season even started, and you could tell a lot of them just excited about the expectations going into this season. You get your preseason work in, and everybody knew. I mean, if you looked at some of the preseason rankings with FC Cincinnati, I think a lot of people were really high on them. When you thought about this team before the season started, what were your expectations? I thought they would be – so nine teams will qualify for the playoffs in both conferences. I thought – they finished in fifth last year. I thought they would – move up in the standings marginally i wrote fourth place in the paper you know the margins are so slim in mls that could end up being third could end up being sixth in the other direction but somewhere in that vicinity um you're right the expectations were quite lofty of fc cincinnati going into this season and in mls because it's a salary cap league there is so much parity the gap between the lowliest teams and the best teams really isn't that big, especially on a, on a, in a given game. Anyone can beat anyone. Um, so that being said, I, I think 
Yeah, th- there were there was some recognition that this team was put together effectively personnel wise and over had, you know, having that over a full season which they didn't have last year they were kind of building it on the fly last year it probably should be a little bit better maybe a few more wins but yeah you know like i said um my gosh what what they've set themselves up for now is this is a time of year when it's a slog everyone's trying to figure themselves out no one is their best version of themselves yet and you're just trying to get points on the board in the standings. Bank those for later on when you do have it all together, and then you can really push. And they're already pushing. They are not the best version of themselves yet, and they are already they are leading Major League Soccer, period. Not That's a really e- good way to put it. Not just the East. Yeah. All of Major League Soccer. They're in first place. So um, it's... What they've done now is put themselves in a position, it doesn't mean it'll carry on like this, but they've put themselves in a category of team that can, based on surviving this early sluggish part of the season when everyone's still figuring it out, right, by surviving that and and really thriving in those conditions, they are part of an elite group that will compete for the regular season championship, which has all kinds of interesting tie-ins that you want to have, um, you know, inclusion in international tournaments and cooperations, things like that. So, yeah, it's going to be really fun, really interesting down the stretch. And it's, well, not down the stretch, the whole season. No. It's going to be. <laughs> and it's a long season. It's a long season. <laughs> it's very long. And, you know, speaking of the start to uh, this new season, gosh, what, early February, I think is when the first game was. I've only been to... Actually, I've been to just one so far this year, but I'm planning to go a few times this year. Um, Where we are right now, who is your guy to watch? Spring brings new beginnings, but it can also bring unexpected injuries. Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Gurgeon Care is more affordable than a busy ER. With five convenient locations, including extended evening and Saturday hours in Edgewood and Anderson, Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care makes it easy to get the care you need. Simply walk in, no appointment necessary. Visit orthocincy.com to learn more. That's orthocincy.com. Where we are right now, who is your guy to watch? Can I have a couple? Yes, yeah, okay. absolutely. Well, look, I, I, I'm a big Brandon Vasquez guy. I know you guys have had we him love in Brandon, here. Yeah. Brandon's great. He works so hard. Um, you know, he, Brenner, Souza, De Silva, and Luciano Acosta, kind of um, FC Cincinnati is kind of the best version of a big three you'll find in Major League Soccer. Um, they accounted for about 70% of FC Cincinnati's goals last year. They're off to a little bit of a slow start. Lucho scored against Philly. That was great. Hopefully he gets rolling now, although he is uh, dealing with a little bit of an injury. Going to learn more about that tomorrow, I think. But, um, you know, we're just kind of waiting for those, any one of those three guys to kind of come out of this little mini slump they've had to start the season. They each have one goal. That's fine. You expect them to have a little more. I think Brandon is the best player of those three and has the best prospects to go on and continue his career in Europe at a higher level. So I think it's more so than it is for the other two. I think for Brandon, it's really just a matter of time until 
he gets himself straightened out and is scoring with more regularity. And he's still doing a lot of really good things that uh, maybe keen soccer eyes would notice. But to the casual fan, maybe you're missing it. Um, but I think he'll start banging in goals with more regularity here soon. And then, you know, Roman Celentano, uh, the goalkeeper. Have you guys had a chance to rap with him yet? We have. We've had him on the show. Oh, Another what a great young one. starlet. Yeah. He's Rock great. star. He's yeah. great. You know, for someone in his second year in the league, still on his rookie contract, essentially more basically without getting too into the weeds about it, um, he's been called into the U.S. men's national team earlier this year. Um, he had, I think, five shutouts all of last season. He has five already through seven games. Wow. Uh, he's crushing it. He's, he's crushing it, He's yeah. just a great player, and uh, if you can imagine it, he's ten times a better person than he is a player. Always, you know, some guys are not great about post-game interviews after you get the sense that some of them are starting to duck you after a while they're like oh no there he is yeah no yeah <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it can be a little annoying the press, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but you know it's it's part of the gig and it yeah. is it is for some of these you know it's interesting for some of these guys from other parts of the world the idea of undressing and doing interviews in the same space is very foreign it's completely not what happens in other parts of the world so these guys will be doing their thing post game, and we walk in, and they're quite put off by it. It's yeah. real. It's like shocking, yeah. you know. And there are there are uh, great women that cover the team, and you know they're there too. And these guys just that they're not accustomed to that. Yeah, custom in North America. But anyway, you get the sense some of them start to duck us after a while. Um, Roman is someone, win or lose, win or lose. That's important. He will always stand in there and take the heat if it was a bad game. He will take the plaudits if it was a good game. And um, the guy's just so far advanced beyond his years in every capacity of what he's doing on the field and off the field. Really sharp kid. And I'm interested to see how high his stock can rise this year. And to kind of add on to that, when we had him on with us on the sidelines, it was uh, when was that when they were going to uh, were they going to the playoffs or I think it was playoffs. I think it was I, there was a lot going on, yeah. and I got in touch with some people and said, "Can I talk to Roman? Can we get him on the?" And within an hour, he's like, "I got five minutes." Well, you know, we got him on the we got him on the phone, and he was he was great. And um, yeah, you, you have the few that. And, you know, and I think that comes with your personality, too, you know, with wanting yeah, to absolutely. open up and talk about things. But uh, the team has great chemistry, off to a great start. Um, Lindsay, I'm going to toss it to you now. Yeah, what do you think? And, and I've mentioned it before early on in this podcast when it comes to patience with everything with FC Cincinnati and Major League Soccer. What do you think of the coaching staff? Well, what's that been like over the last few They're years? amazing. They're amazing. It is such a breath of fresh air to deal <laughs> with these guys. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Uh you know, there were times late in the Yapstam era, mm -hmm. and uh, I had a I had a pretty good working relationship with Yap, but the team was losing constantly. So to show up at the training facility every day was really uh, a pretty a pretty miserable undertaking. I don't think anyone really was having any fun at all, at all at that stage. Um, you know, the GM, Chris Albright, has reminded me that maybe part of the reason it's so fun right now is because we're in an environment of success, and it has been that way since they got here. Uh, 
I think initially that was a surprise and people were pleased about that. And now they've sustained it and people continue to be pleased about that. So maybe it's easier for people to be cheery. I don't care what the reason is. Um, this coaching staff is just so open and transparent in the way they do business. Uh, this is, you know, way back in the day, Alan Koch used to let us watch full practice sessions. No one really does that. But uh, Pat Noonan and his staff are good enough to let us watch for, you know, basically from 11 a.m. is when the, uh, the gates open for media. And we will go and basically until they're done the heavy lift of their session. Sometimes it's 15 minutes. Sometimes it's 25, 30 minutes and, and longer. Uh, Wednesdays are always a very long day out there, upwards of 40 minutes. And that's really unique. A lot of coaches are very protective against what they're trying to do behind closed doors in practice. You just don't see that level of openness a lot. And then when you go to talk to these guys, um, they're happy to explain everything that they're doing to you, even if it's just off the record so that you have an understanding for yourself. Um, they want the fans to understand. They want um, their ownership to understand and get information from the ground uh, about what's happening there. So, you know, and j then just you get the off the field. These guys are cool personalities. They're cool people. They're all, they're all in their 40s. They all have young families. They're all kind of growing up together. They've let us in on that. We're kind of growing up in this era of the team with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely and, does. Uh, it's just, it's a really, you know, they they keep a healthy distance from like their real lives and, you know, versus work versus dealing with the media. It's not like I'm coming over for beers with Pat Noonan. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're it's it's just... The openness, it's such, a, it's such a welcome change from the past. And you can't argue, if anyone were to say, oh, well, that's kind of weird that they're so open. Well, maybe it is, but you can't really argue with the results because they're winners. They're, yeah. they're just killing it right now. So it's been incredible to work with this staff. It's really interesting to look at how each regime, you know, kind of comported itself and handled themselves and did business. Um I'd be lying if I said I wasn't having the most fun with the current regime. It kind of gives you, um, uh, makes me think of the Ted Lasso effect. You know how it's like <laughs> when we're all just nice and like, yeah. let's go, let's all be nice and it's happy with each other. It's like, it's a great way to be, yeah. you know? It's And then everyone's having fun, you know, we're excited. That's it's funny you say that because that's kind of the ethos of the GM, Chris Albright, and the head coach, Pat Noonan. They're, they're pretty tight. So much of the vibe emanates down from them. And it's really just all about, like, being good to one another, being kind. I think there was a period of time when that wasn't happening there. And um, not surprisingly, not only are a lot of, pe of those people gone, but you've backfilled with people that buy into you know, let's call it the ted lasso way Just yeah being I love it. having fun enjoying your work uh you know these basic concepts that we can you know in high pressure jobs we can forget about that stuff yeah just because it's sports doesn't mean we have to be like yeah ah oh, we can have fun and we yeah. can be excited like, yeah. like come and on look, and look at what the end product of that is you're like 
yeah, there's pressure. But you, you, you decide, they decided from the outset that we're going to enjoy ourselves and have fun with this. Now they're succeeding. They're that much further away from the heavy stuff. You know, the, you know Pat Noonan's not looking over his shoulder after a loss because he knows his job is safe because he's won so much. It's just it kind of amplifies and um, kind of snowballs, you know, that whole attitude once you put it into practice. And I'm a believer. Yeah. I'm a believer. <laughs> I, I, I like see it. it every day. I yes. see it every day in Milford. And they, they couldn't have a better person just covering them from day one. Because like I've said, Pat, you, you've been there from the very beginning and you know the backstories and, and everything with this team. It's really fun. I mean, seeing TQL Stadium with that high energy and atmosphere. And they were there, you know, during the early stages when they were losing. And now they're winning and there's playoffs. And you can even bring, I know it's April. I'm not trying to scare anybody away. But you can bring the conversations of championship um, into sentences. Yeah. And, and that's always really exciting stuff. I know you're busy. What do you have coming up over on the Enquirer with, with with some of your work mm. uh well this coming week we have um a preview of fc cincinnati going to mls expansion side st louis city fc their first ever game against st louis at a beautiful new stadium uh in downtown st louis we're really excited for that trip very cool and uh you know we will just be hammering away at whether or not this team has what it takes i think they do but we're going to learn a little bit more about FC Cincinnati each and every week and kind of looking at that progress versus what the uh, league leaders are doing. Hopefully they stay up there, and if they get surpassed at some point, what is it going to take to catch those teams? So just weighing and observing FC Cincinnati against who the heavy hitters are in MLS and how long can FC Cincinnati stay up there? I love it. I'm pumped. It's the perfect time of year. The weather's getting nice. FC Cincinnati, they are undefeated right now. No losses. A couple draws, but but no losses, There's and no we love it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good time to be an FC Cincinnati supporter and, and fan of the club and, and make sure you're following all of Pat Brennan's work over on the Cincinnati Enquirer. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you for having me. I do me. have one more thing oh, I wanted sorry. to ask you about. I made a note of this real quick. Yeah. The Confederation of North, Central America, and Caribbean Association Football. How do you pronounce that, so it's CONCACAF? CONCACAF. Did yes. I say it right? Yes. So glad you guys talked about it. Welcome. Right. Okay. You just earned a soccer oh, merit badge yes. today. Yes, I, I get a star. I get a sticker. Um, so, you know, I got the I th- uh, press release. Yeah. We've been getting all kinds of stuff about this, and I've been going back and forth, like, how do you pronounce this? How do you? Yeah. Uh, this is huge. Yes. We're going to be on it's the international deal. stage. Can it's you shed deal. some light on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, every two years... The this FIFA breaks the world up into slices. There are six slices. Regions. Regions. Yeah. yeah thank you. No. <laughs> our, <laughs> no, no I'm, I wasn't correcting you. Our, I'm just no, like, no, no. Regions. No, no, no. <laughs> that was the, that's a better choice of word, frankly. Um, and our region is North and Central America and the Caribbean. And CONCACAF, I think, is a French acronym. Okay. Maybe it's an English language. It's a, in, any, in any event, it's an acronym. Just shorthand. That's what we say shorthand of that. North Central America and the Caribbean. Because it's really long. Yeah. So it's an easy so way. So there yeah. are 41 <laughs> national teams operating out of CONCACAF. Uh, it's a busy part of the world, soccer-wise. And every two years, uh, they will host a tournament, always in America, uh, this year it overlaps in Canada a little bit, but it is just to 
uh, crown a national team champion. So 12 teams ultimately qualify. One is an invited guest. Qatar will be a part of this tournament. Oh. Yeah, very interesting. Mm. But, um, yeah, it will be – it's about a month-long tournament. It starts with – it's World Cup style. So starts with the group stage. The top two teams from each of four groups will advance – and then it's single game elimination all the way to the final, baby. Wow. At SoFi. Oh, it's at so SoFi. Cool. At SoFi in L.A., in Inglewood. Uh, and part of that, I, they haven't said which portion of the tournament or portions will be in Cincinnati. I am leaning. I'm thinking we'll find out Friday. I don't know when people will hear this, but we'll find out more later this week. And I'm thinking TQL Stadium will end up hosting maybe some group stage games and potentially knockout round, which oh, would be, fine. yeah. That so, sounds exciting. And if the men's national team, the U.S. men's yeah. national team ends up here, which I have seen suggested elsewhere, yikes. That's a Ooh. big, that's a really big deal. That's going to so, be huge. So the tournament puts us on an international stage in this part of the world. If the U.S. men's national team were to come here, that's as big as it gets. That's, that's so, huge. And, I mean, and then got- there, there are other huge, huge teams from this part of from this FIFA region yeah. that will would bring crazy nutty fun fans and all their traditions mm-hmm. and their colorful swag and their flags it will just be a slice of something international and different kind of like when Morocco played here last oh, yeah, year that was, that was awesome. I love that so cool, that was cool. I, I, you know, some people were complaining I loved that and to get a taste of something different and international and all those Moroccan supporters that was incredible you can expect more of that with the CONCACAF. The CONCACAF. Which, and you know what was pretty amazing? I know I've talked about this on the podcast before. I actually did a whole show on it, but I went to Spain back in the fall and we mm. went to Camp Now. We went and saw FC Barcelona and I wore my FC Cincinnati kit to the match, which is that offensive to do to another stadium? Somebody told me in Europe you shouldn't do that. Nah. I was like, because for me, I thought it was cool because a lot of people yeah. stopped me and they were like, and they knew what FC Cincinnati well, was. And yeah. it was amazing. That's incredible. They were like Cincinnati, and then they knew the Bengals, and they were asking me all these questions, and it was really cool. the coolest thing ever. And, um, yeah, so I think this big melting pot of soccer fans just having everybody here in our own backyard, that is going to be so neat for yeah. our city of Cincinnati. And we're on the map. People know who it. we are. Heck, yeah. We're I a big it. deal. This is a soccer – this is a place to it be is. in the soccer world now. It really is. It really is. It's it really fun. is. And, um, you know, depending on when we find out which part of the, you know, big, I guess, Gold Cup soccer tournament is what they're calling it. Whenever yeah. we find that out, we'll have to have you come back in and kind of give us some play-by-plays yes. of oh, what's to come, to. Where, where to go, what to see, because that's going to be very, very cool. Yeah. 100%. Um, do we have anything else, Lens, we wanted to touch on? No. Anything you wanted to add, Pat? It's great to see you guys. Oh, it's great to see you. <laughs> so good to see you. In-person interviews for I the know. last year. Finally, finally. So uh, that's a wrap for this episode of On the Sidelines, all brought to you by OrthoCincy Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, FC Cincinnati. Let's keep it rolling. Let's, Let's go. keep it going. We'll be back in a few days on the sidelines. See you later.